I'm Danette May, and today on Manifestable. People, including ourselves, are all doing the very best we can with what we know and what we have at the time. Whatever your issue is with family members or friends or whoever you're spending the time with that you feel like you have that trauma bond or whatever you want to call it, is that everybody's doing the best they can at the time with what they know. Welcome to Manifestable, where you'll receive profound breakthroughs, courage to break old patterns, and live into your soul's purpose. Each week, I will bring you epic guests, live coaching, and manifestation tools to remind you of your power. You have the ability to achieve extraordinary things, and the time to start is now. Today, most likely when you're listening to this, my birthday is December 13th. So this dropped December 12th, but I want to do a massive giveaway today because it's my birthday and because I care about each one of you and my love language. I don't know if you've taken the five love languages, but my love language is gifts. So I'm going to be giving away a $500 cash prize today for my birthday to one lucky winner because we all need to feel a little bit more joy, a little bit more excitement around the holidays. And who knows, someone might really need this money. So I would like to play along with you. Thank you for tuning in to the Manifestable podcast, being a part of the family. I so appreciate having you here. So all you have to do to enter or to win this is go make sure you're following the podcast. So go up and wherever you're listening to this podcast, click the follow button. It's usually in the upper right-hand corner. You click on the little bars and it drops down and you click that follow button and then share the podcast out on your social channels, whether it's Facebook or Instagram and tag me at the Danette May. So I know that you shared this way. I know who to pick and the more you share, the more entries you get. So I can't wait to give one of you this $500 Visa gift card. You deserve it. And let's get to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Manifestable podcast. We are on the holiday train wagon where we're all coming together during the holidays to make it our most peaceful, most inspiring, most connected holidays yet. And we're doing it together as the Manifestable family. And today I have a special guest coming on with me to talk about our subconscious mind, but she really drops these really cool nuggets on how to navigate family members, how to navigate tough conversations or even triggers or things that come up during the holidays, because you're putting yourself most likely back into scenarios with family members, maybe back in the home where maybe some trauma was taking place in the past. You think you've forgiven and cleared, but it just shows up in your body. Or maybe you're just with drunk Uncle Ed and he annoys you. And how to navigate the conversations, the people, the triggers, the different belief systems, as you maybe have different belief systems than other people. We're going to dive into those concepts today, but I want to just share with you that what I do know is that this can be an opportunity. If you've said yes to going and being with certain people that you don't always hang out with typically because it's family and because you feel like it's that time of year and I'm, I've said yes to it, you may not realize that even though people have forgiven and people have changed that your body may remember certain traumas or things that might have happened with certain people when you were younger or even in the same town or same house. 
or home. And to just be gentle with yourself because those traumas, like I said, even though they're way in the past, there's been forgiveness, people have changed, you have changed, the body can remember. And it might show up in your neck, in your stomach, in your hips, in your lower back, in your headaches, and to just be gentle with yourself because you're entering into a place where your body remembers. And if you want to learn more about how to navigate traumas, because it's not going to be here on an episode of the podcast, like it just, it's got to go deeper. We've got to go to the cells. We've got to rewire the cell memory. And there's certain tools to do that. You've got to get to that cellular memory and do specific things to clear it out. And I do this type of work in my high level premium coaching program. I do it in my high level healing experiences where we go drop in very deep with myself and different healers and different locations around the globe. And the only people that have actually gone to those have been premium coaching members because I feel they're ready because of the work we do in premium coaching. Now, if you're like, what the heck is premium coaching? You guys, I'm going to put a link below. You can get signed up to learn about when I offer that again, but it's a group of women where you meet with me twice a month via Zoom, but we go deep. And most people talk about how this has completely changed their health, their relationships, the relationship with themselves, their anxiety, being more profound than a lot of therapy. And I'm a big advocate for therapy, but this is different. We're going to go there being the responsible people that we are and knowing that we're made for more and we're going to grow together. And it's been a really powerful group of women that will treat you like family. You will most likely meet your best friends in this group. And it is one of the biggest, most intimate offerings I do offer, and it's called Premium Coaching. So I'll link that below. But I want to get into today's episode. Let me just take a minute to share with you who this guest is. So I am excited to introduce Kim Friedmuter, who is a world-renowned hypnotherapist and the author of Subconscious Power. She's been seen on CNN, Fox, The Doctors, in Oprah Magazine, Forbes, People Magazine, USA Today, and many other publications and television programs. Like I said, she is the amazing author to the book called Subconscious Power, Use Your Inner Mind to Create the Life You've Always Wanted. And we start off, so I I didn't hit record But what Kim's talking about at the very beginning of this podcast, because we are already in conversation, is the first thing she said out of her mouth. We've never even met before. She's like, I just got a call that a horse, a racehorse that I hypnotized in early October just won his race. And she was kind of in awe just sharing as a friend because she was like, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. We do know that animals have belief systems, they have feelings. And she's, I worked on this horse, this very important racehorse early October, and I didn't really know what would happen, but I just got the news that he won his race. So she's talking a little bit about that as you step into this episode. And it ties together about midway through the episode as she offers some really powerful insights around you being the racehorse you winning the race of life. Let's dive in.
Sorry, we got to capture all this. This is crazy. <laughs> anyway, so the point being is that that animals respond really well to they do have that essence in them, you know, that can can really deliver. And it's interesting because a lot of people are against horse racing, but it's fascinating because the horse really does want to win. They're competitive. They're really are they communicating back with you, telling you, hey, I really want to yes. win. Yes. Yeah. Fact, so, well, so what happened was this particular horse communicated the word. So I was in person with the horse. Okay, I'll just start from the beginning. It happened as kind of an accident. I was at Santa Anita anyway. And so I thought, ooh, I should try this and see, you know, if it if the horse responds to it. And you really don't know, you know, right. <laughs> you just you can hope, but you don't know. Nobody really knows. So that being said, I'm the eternal optimist and I'd had great success with the dog and I'd had great success with the bull. So I thought, why not? And especially in athleticism, because usually athleticism comes from not only obviously the ability to physically, but the desire to mentally. And I work with a lot of human athletes. So why should it be any different was my thinking. So anyway, I had a whole thing with the horse and the horse kept saying to me, you know, or imparting to me, waited, 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 waited. I just kept getting the word waited. I'm not familiar with the word waited. I didn't know if it means like, I don't, you know, I want to wait or does it mean I have too much weight or I need weight? I don't know. Yeah, right? There's a lot of different spellings of weight. So you're right. like, I'm not sure where I'm getting this word waited, waited, waited. Interesting. Yeah. So I talked to the trainer afterwards and I said, you know, he said, how'd it go? And I did a little bit of a video of it uh, so he could see what I'd done. And I did an evidentiary video afterwards, which I like to do with animals because it's hard to believe that an animal can respond to this. So I asked the animal questions. So the horse is like, are you going to win the race? And the horse is like, yes. <laughs> and I said, are you ready to do it? And then like you see the contemplation in the eyes and then, you know, all this. So all the talk. Right. Oh. And so I kept having this thing. So I'm just feeling the horse or the animal and I kept feeling fly the race, fly the race. And I thought, oh, okay, he needs to be up out of his body. Like we're all souls, right? So if he's out of his body, like maybe you were a horse at some point or I was a horse or, you know, we could have been anything, right? Depending on your belief system. And so my thinking was get him up out of his body so that he's his soul and he can literally fly the race as opposed to being in this weighted thing that I felt like weight, but I wasn't sure. Excuse me. So I talked to the trainer after and he said, well, it's very interesting because he has about 60 extra pounds on him. <laughs> and I burst out laughing. And I was like, seriously, and you can't see 60 pounds on an animal. No, on a big animal. So you, you, and you had no idea, but the I trainer know, knows exactly how much his horse I, weighs. No idea. Right. And so he said, he just had discovered that. I think that morning that the horse was carrying about 60 extra pounds. So he said, so I need to cut back on the treats perhaps, or whatever his modicum is for fixing that. So fine. So, so <laughs> so I said, excellent. That's what weighted means. So I kept coming with this fly the race, fly the race. So I shared all of this with the trainer. The trainer had communicated with me that the that the rider, I guess they have a person that works them out. Yes. And that rider had said that he felt like he was flying and that the rider hadn't used that term before. Now, there is also the chance that all of this means nothing to the horse. And it's just communication now between the trainer and myself and the trainer and the rider, right? Could be, because we have to look at everything, could be that we're all intuiting it 
and the horse is like, I'm out. I have nothing to do. <laughs> we don't know, right? We don't know. So anyway, oh my gosh. So wait, so it gets more interesting. So the race, now we have time continuum, which I'm not used to. I'm used to working with clients right away, seeing results. So now the horse isn't going to run until the end of October. So we have almost like a month, like a long span of time before the horse is going to run. So does the horse have memory of our event? I don't know. So I sent the trainer the video. I said, play the video for the horse. The horse can at least be reminded of our encounter together. There's so many funny things. Like any real scientist that was doing this and trying to really quantify it through science would be laughing right now. But anyway, so that aside... And I say laugh because the horse went, ran the race and and won. So the horse ran that next race and did not win, didn't win. Now, this horse, the presenting issue was that the horse used to win. The horse isn't very old. The horse used to win. The horse likes to win, but the horse hadn't been winning recently. So long and short is it feels bad not to win when you're a winner, right? That's the one thing that feels bad is to not win. Exactly. So on the 28th, the horse did not win. So we were all like, oh, darn, it didn't work. It didn't work. The horse won this last weekend. And on the video, the horse is like out the gate, falling back behind, falling, 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 getting worse. Like I thought the trainer sent me the wrong video. I'm like, what is this I'm watching? This is terrible. You're telling me that this did not work (laughs) at all. Like there's no hope. And the horse is going back, 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 back. And then all of a sudden the horse, you just see it like looking for a lane to get in. You see it like, and there's just all horses in front of it. Right. So it's like looking, looking, these are not technical terms. It is looking and you see it just crank out the outside and just go. And the announcer goes, oh my gosh, this horse, I don't want to identify which horse, but this horse, and, and he says the name of the horse, is going like a train. He says like a train. And I mean, literally like the last furlong, the horse is just like a bullet just going and just wins the race. Like in the last second. That's so cool. Like behind and just because it doesn't feel good to lose ever. Not even, you know, to any herd animal that has hierarchy and has perspective and has. So now I think we might be on to something. We'll see. Wow. Okay. We're talking about she just got a news that this horse that she hypnotized just won this race and she's been studying testing on animals this theory testing yeah not testing it on the bull the bull did its performance (laughs) what do bulls do i don't know did it yeah what is that called (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what the bull did but the bull did whatever you were hypnotizing it to do right and he was awesome and then the dog real quick just to yes interrupt but i think it's kind of worth it is that the dog so it was a dog giving birth to puppies and we wanted to know exactly when those puppies were going to arrive. And so it was a thing where the dog's laying. And I said, if you can hear me and understand me, you know, do your paw, like flick your paw. So the paw flicks. And of course that could have been just a, you know, whatever. I'm always looking for like, I what love it, that you also look at all the different sides to all everything. I like Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, because I, to me, if it works, it's amazing. If it doesn't work, that's, you know, kind of to be expected. I fully expect for it to work. But when I'm, 
you know, talking to real people. So anyway, someone else was in the room and I said, you saw that, right? Because I was like a witness. Totally. <laughs> Me too. Like I'm the same way, actually. <laughs> so I said, so are you going to have your babies on, you know, Monday, whatever day you're going to have the babies, you know, do the paw. So Tuesday, no. Wednesday, no. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, no. Sunday, the paw flicks. I said, Wednesday, no flick. Sunday, flick. Tuesday, no flick. Friday, no flick. Sunday, flick. And so I'm like, you're seeing this, right? <laughs> this is for real, right? Because it's just wild. Then it becomes almost like a game. Well, sure enough, Saturday night, two weeks later, she went into labor. So I thought, oh, it didn't work. She's having them on Saturday night. She had them on Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Oh, was- wow. So, and that's two weeks later. So anyway, what's neat about all of that is that there is a possibility that it's working with animals. And again, you know, whether you're for racing, not for racing, all these different things, athletics in animal behavior. So like canine, all of these different animals that are used for their athletic ability. I think it's important. And I feel like we can best use this if it works. You know, who knows? Right now we're playing at this point. But yeah. Wow, this is really, really fascinating. And I love hypnotherapy, subconscious, witnessing, all of this stuff. And then the power of our mind, right? The power of our belief systems. This is really fun for me when I get to hear really cool stories. So tell me, how long have you been in this realm of studying the mind, doing hypnotherapy, on people and animals. Yeah, people. Uh, people longer, obviously, animals. Yeah. But people, decades and decades. I had okay. a talk show on Howard Stern Station, so it's been about that long since Howard was on terrestrial radio in Los Angeles on KLSX 97.1. <laughs> FM station. <laughs> People call in and they say, "Oh, long time listener, first time caller." Like all these things, you know. Wow, jargon that you learn. But anyway, so I had suffered from stage fright at the time. It just kind of came up like this whoosh of fear, which I could have dealt with and squashed down and covered up, and you know all that kind of thing. But I was not enjoying my time on air because I was so worried about every little thing I was saying. And that was before cancel culture. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, my gosh. That's good. You got that one handled. <laughs> right? And so I went to a hypnotherapist to alleviate that symptomology because we had 8 million listeners and it was a whole thing. And so I was really trying to like watch what I say, which makes radio no fun or any good. <laughs> so anyway, the hypnotist took care of that. It was amazing. And I thought, well, this was so easy. And I really didn't know, you know, if it was going to work or not. So I kept looking for the fear. Oh, is it going to be on the outro or the intro? Or, you know, when is that fear going to come back that I know so well? And it never did. So from there, I have a list, of course, of 100 other things that I wanted to work on. <laughs> so as if you could do it that easy. And I just felt like I took a nap and really was able to be absolved of all of that suffering. It was fabulous. That is so cool. You know, my best best friend, like I have a very small, intimate circle is a hypnotherapist. So I am, I've had some sessions and I'm like, it is really powerful work. And it isn't what usually most of us are taught when we're younger. And it's, I think it's a new wave of health, truly. I actually think it's one of the waves. It's always been here, but I feel like the wave of the acknowledgement of it and the pickup of it is 
actually coming. There's going to be a bigger way for bank robberies anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> everybody. So I don't know why hypnosis <laughs> and bank robberies got linked together, but everybody thinks, "Oh, I'll rob a bank if I'm hypnotized." I say, "Well, if you do, don't blame it on me because I had nothing to do with it." Exactly. Here, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I want to ask you some questions because you have a really powerful book out. This is something you've been doing for decades, as you said. And the Use Your Subconscious Power. Subconscious well, Power is the title. Right. And then Use Your Inner Mind to Create mind. the Life You've Always Wanted. Love that. Use Your Inner Mind to Create the Life You've Always Wanted. I'm going to link this in the show notes, guys, in case you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I want this book. I'm going to link it in the show notes. Okay. Right. Because it's inside you. You know, we're so used to looking externally for everything that we want to satisfy internally. And it's in you and you have had it all this time. <laughs> so use it because large companies and advertisers and all of this who we love, use it on their behalf. So use it. Totally. On- How has it changed your life? Like, obviously, you got rid of stage, right? Like you were speaking to 8 million people. I get that. Like that. It is terrifying. You're like, I have vulnerability hangover <laughs> all the time. And so oh, yeah. I can relate to that a little bit where you're like, I'm speaking to a lot of people. I want to make sure I'm enjoying this and I'm not just being in fear of what I say. Where else has this impacted you? Can you share how you diving into your subconscious has impacted your life and in what way? Just be unapologetic about it. We really want to hear. Oh, yeah, no, I appreciate that. I'd say in every way, because I decided that I wanted it that way. It took a minute because I didn't, you know, sometimes the natural resources that we possess, we don't even think of for ourselves, you know how that goes. And so literally just even on the phone, three minutes before we started, someone had referred a woman who has breast cancer and has basically been told she has nothing, there's nothing left for her to try, which au contraire, I was like, oh, that's not right for me. So a friend of a friend of a friend called and got me in touch with her anyway. So now she's well on her way. As I see a text a minute ago that she's well on her way to some alternative therapies and whatnot, because there's always something you can do. And in fact, the verbiage she used, and if you've read the book, you understand how important neurolinguistics, what you think versus as what you say. So what you're thinking comes out of your mouth. And she said the key words to me was all I needed to hear. She said, what's killing me is X, Y, Z. And basically saying that the doctor said that there's nothing else that can they can do for her. And I said, da, 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 da. I said, it's not killing you. I said, are you alive today? Are you alive right now? Are we on the phone together? Yes. So today is all we have. That's all we know right now today. And I gave her her marching orders to get in touch with this one, this one, this one for some alternative therapy and possibly some clinical trials that she can engage in and some very well-known institutions around the world. So All's good, but that neurolinguistic. So going back to that. So say I take a phone call like that. I immediately say to myself, cancel, 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 because I'm getting ready to hear a barrage of really scary things and things that are, you know, when she's telling me and I'm no medical doctor, but I've heard a lot of medical terms and I understand how severe this is for her. And she says, I've got some very dark thoughts. I have very, very dark thoughts. And I know exactly what that means. You don't have to have a degree to know that one. So I said to her that it's very important that she catch herself in all of her verbiage. She catches herself because the brain is always the commander. It's the captain of the ship, so to speak. And then the boat is your body. The basic idea is that your body is constantly eavesdropping on your thoughts. You have a thought, the thought begins to think, and the body starts to eavesdrop. So in that way, 
now because I'm having this conversation with her, I tuck my thumbs, I close my fists, I cross my arms, I cross my legs. I didn't even get out of my gym clothes. I would apologize for that, but it was such an important call. I just want to get straight from that. Oh, yeah. But anyway, crossing my arms, crossing my legs and thinking, all's good, all's good. This is a divine conversation. These are just thoughts running through my head when she's speaking to me about these very, you know, what would normally organically be scary things that she's saying, and rightly so. And then at the end of the conversation, you hang up and whatever your religious beliefs are, whatever, just a little, you know, shout out prayer of thank you for keeping me safe and warm and keeping us in tune that we can be helpful to one another. That's one tiny little example that literally was minutes before. There are so many before. Well, this is actually really huge because... This episode together with you and me is dropping during the holidays when I believe people go back to their hometowns, people go back to their families, people go into things that kind of pick up patterns of trauma that are living inside the body. And you just shared a nugget, which I think is really profound of how you could this is just one of many of really going into a situation where people are going to have their conversations, they're going to have their belief systems, they're going to have their scary things they're going to want to talk about. And a lot of times it's about health. (laughs) And you just said you went cancel, cancel, cancel before you entered in to this arena. And then you said you did something with your hands where you put your thumbs in and you clinched. And then you said a little, oh, you crossed your arms and then you said a little prayer. Yeah, you're blocking the energy that can be coming to you. I love that you're relating this to the holidays because what a time to hunker down and really you, like shore yourself up for all things, that, as you mentioned. So, yes, yeah, so you're closing off your energy. I'm crossing my legs. And yeah. I happen to be one of those people that can also cross my ankles once my legs are crossed. I cross everything. And I just sit there and I listen. It's not rude. It's not, you know, you're engaged and you're actively listening and you're participating. But it's almost like you're putting up an energetic portal, but you're using your body as like that physical sign of that portal around you. Right. And if you lean forward to the person who's talking, if you're in person and you lean forward, it doesn't give the that impression that you're pulling away. Right. Yes. And you don't twist the body. You don't, you're not, none of that. But you're leaning forward and you're really interested. I mean, this happens to be my stance just naturally now because I know over the last decades I've been doing it is that I'll say, oh, tell me more, tell me more, because then you can actually engage. You can listen, you can help and you can be of service, but you don't have Without to taking it in. Right. And then at the end, you said a little prayer. Basically, can you repeat that again? Just something that would be really simple that someone can say after they've been in engagement with people. They might say, hey, we don't share the same belief systems, but I can still show up in love. But this is my closing out prayer. (laughs) Go ahead and share that again. Right. Well, it's basically and and it's not a specific thing, but it's and it's also really a feeling. And that feeling is in gratitude to have received the information in the prayer that the highest good is for all parties concerned and that, you know, in faith that the things are going to work out. So, for example, her big fear was what if I can't get into a study? So her kind of hit list was MD Anderson, Sloan, Kettering. City of Hope. She had a hit list of different ones she wanted to get into. And so I said, you will get into the one that you're meant to get into if you get into one that, you know, meaning you're meant to get into one, right? So, or, and even with the time, I mean, when someone's in fear, you know, that adrenaline and everything's running. And so you just, you're like running for the hills, right? So I said, okay, it's this time right now. 
you are going to call and you get very specific. It's like if there's an event happening in front of you and there's a lot of people, that's when most people die. I mean, when there's a lot of people who can help because everybody thinks the other one's going to, is that I said, you're going to hang up with me, you're going to get on the phone and you're going to call XYZ. That's going to be a 30 minute call. And then at 30 minutes, it's going to be 2 p.m. and you're going to call this person at this and you're going to call the oncology department at this and you're going to tell them that you want to engage in the study. And, da, da, da. and I said, I want you to write all this down. So there's, you know, doom, 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 like this, because people, you know, you're just. They're in like freeze. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Fight, flight, and freeze, right? So anyway, so she has her marching orders. So then I start getting a barrage of texts back from all the people that she's reached out to. They're reaching out to me saying, oh, I just spoke with her and, you know, amazing. And we've got good. her on the path and da, 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 right? So everybody's highest good is in charge here and everybody knows in what way they can help and what capacity. So now it's just a channeling. It's like, oh, you take, you know, your GPS on your phone, right? So you want to take this freeway to that freeway. You want to get off at that exit and you want to take the side road to there and then you've reached your destination. We're just all trying to get her to her destination, basically. Is That's the- really cool. I like how you're marrying the words you speak with the beliefs you hold, which is all in your internal control with external action, Like, okay, we've got to have some external action as well. We can't just freeze up. So can you share, because I like this combination of internal work, internal power of what you can do with external actions for someone who is navigating the holidays, because this is where most trauma responses show up. Whether you think you've forgiven your family or you think that everything's fine in the present moment, your body doesn't lie. Your body might start to freeze up. Your body might start to show signs of uncomfortableness because something may have not been dealt with from your childhood or whatnot. How would you advise someone going into, maybe they know it's not super safe or super pleasant or super peaceful, but they love them. And, you know, this is the time of year where we're going to get together regardless. (laughs) Uh, What would you advise? Well, I would go back to the horse and I would say, find the opening. <laughs> you know, the horse was doing bad, 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 bad in this last race that it won. And it was like looking and looking and it, just a wall of horses in front of it. And it found the opening, which happened to be for it on the outside, which is the hardest, longest way to get from point A to point B. And it just floored it. I mean, it literally just floored it and it won the race. So what I would say to do is exactly that. Look for the opening. Because here's the thing. You know, they all say, oh, what's the answer to life? You know, what's the whole... What you know, the, the, everybody's searching for the meaning of life and all of that. I have it. <laughs> I actually have it for you today right here. Okay. okay. So this is my feeling of that. Everything comes down to this period in all of the work that I do in all of the people that I see in all the hours that we spend together, it always comes down to this. People, including ourselves are all doing the very best we can with what we know and what we have at the time. I don't know about you, but eating healthy around the holidays can feel pretty impossible sometimes between the parties with sugary treats and all of the busyness. Staying on track with your health goals can feel like a struggle, but I have something to share with you and something that I'm challenging myself to do as well. And that is to eat cleaner and healthier, but not have it be harder. And I want to tell you a little secret tool that I'm using to do this and something that I've I've actually tried this before the holidays and I'm definitely going to be doing it during the holidays in between the parties because one, I'm busy. 
Two, this is actually going to be really healthy and delicious. My kids will actually enjoy it and eat it. So I'm ready to go. I ordered healthy soups and cold pressed juices from Gino the Soup Man. Now, when I discovered this particular company, I fell in love because I'm going to be really real. A lot of healthy juice places and healthy soup places are using canola oil, vegetable oils. They're not using organic vegetables. They're not even using like real foods in their stuff. And Gino, the soup man, does all healthy, uses olive oil, uses real herbs. It is so delicious. And the juices are organic and actually the right combinations of fruits and vegetables and all of the healing properties you need, but they're actually good. And they ship it right to your door. <laughs> like I said, they're all the products organic, gluten-free, dairy-free, plant-based, and they actually taste good, which is key because I'm going to also be sharing them with my family and my daughter who's super picky. The organic ingredients they use are the highest quality and they ship to the U.S. nationwide. You can also create your own custom box of different soups, like ones that you actually want to try, juices and a small batch desserts that would make an amazing gift for a friend or a loved one. They actually have really amazing dessert balls. They're healthy for you, but they taste really good. They're like cookies, but in a ball form. Now, this would make an amazing gift to give to a friend or to a loved one if you're not going to give it to yourself because everybody wants something yummy and delicious and healthy right at their doorstep. And this is something you can do. If you're ready to join me in having the healthiest holiday season yet or want to give the gift of health to a loved one, use it as your gifting tool. I'm telling you, they're going to love it. Gino the Soup Man is giving Manifestable listeners 20% off your order. I didn't get 20% off. You're getting 20% off. Like this is so worth it. All you have to do is go to Gino, Gino, G-I-N-O, thesoupman.com and use the code manifestable at checkout and you're gonna get 20% off. So I'm gonna spell this to you because you're gonna wanna go there. I'll put it in the show notes below as well. But if you wanna just write this down or put this in your server right now so you can go there, go to Gino, G-I-N-O, thesoupman.com and use the code manifestable on the, when you're checking out and get 20% off your order today. You won't regret it. Yes, That's a good statement. Get with it for a second. So that means drunk Uncle Joe, who's going to be at Thanksgiving. It means overly hovering mother who's going to be at Christmas. Whatever your issue is with family members or friends or whoever you're spending the time with that you feel like you have that trauma bond or whatever you want to call it, is that everybody's doing the best they can at the time with what they know. So that means you too. And that means showing yourself that same grace you too. So when I hearken it back to the horse race and I say, look for that opening, look for that soft spot where everybody is in their grace, everybody's in their higher self, everybody's in their upper moments of whatever it is. Look for that moment and then floor it and go with that. That like literally is the summary to me of all of these interactions and encounters because the wall of the horses represents that thing that we come up conversation or logistics or whatever, even down to weather, you know, attitudes, biochemistry, all of it, health. I mean, think about that. That wall is consistent of all of those things, especially through the holidays, travel, stress, presence, no presence, you know, heater, no heater, gas, no gas. 
it doesn't matter that that all contributes to that wall, but there's a soft spot in every one of us. And that soft spot is that part of us that's doing the best we can at the time with what we know and what we have, period. So hold on to that, go into that, lean into that, move in the energy of that as you're with family, with people during this time. That's really, really beautiful. I love that. I love that analogy and how you brought all that together. So cool. What would be your top one, two or three things that you could share? Like, let's imagine that this is a platform right now where you're like, I get to speak to millions and you're used to that, speaking to millions and just sharing. What would you advise? What would be that one, two or three of you? That was the last thing you got to say. And then you're moving on to another existence. What would that be to those, to the many? I would say like the first is stay soft. When we get cutting and we get sharp edges and we get bristly, it's really directed back to ourselves. And so if you stay soft with others, like if you want to really like, we laugh about like spa days and, you know, self-care and all these things that we spend all this time doing, right? And paying attention to or wanting to, there's always a lot of thought around self-care. The best self-care, the best facelift, the best tuck, the best creams, the best everything is a soft heart. And that soft heart, and and when I say heart, I don't necessarily mean, I think I mean more soft-mindedness, softness, soft adjustments, so that if you, if you thought of other people, this is how it would play out. If you thought of other people in their grace, so like someone says something to you, let's just put it in practical terms. Someone says something to you and it rubs you the wrong way. If you think of them as, again, kind of going back to doing the best they can at the time with what they have and what they know, if you think of that, it also takes the villainizing away, right? It makes it so that you're seeing and expecting the best from them, which we Mm -hmm. all know, whatever you see and expect of others is generally what you get back. When you do that with yourself and you become soft, people see you as soft, they react to you as soft, they interact with you as soft, right? And then everything gets soft. It's amazing. (laughs) It's a constant daily minute to minute practice for myself. It's something that I certainly haven't mastered. I think I know one person who's mastered it pretty well. And that's about it. So the odds, the odds are, are lending itself to improvement. But if you can stay soft, that would be my one thing. My two thing would be remember to have fun. This one I still struggle with like on a daily basis. I was taught that, you know, no pain, no gain, no grind, no whatever. You know, if if it's it's only worth it, it means something. And like fight, 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 fight. I was raised that way. So for me to stop and have fun for a second, it's like, oh my gosh, it's Friday night. This is supposed to be fun. I can put my pin down. I can, you know, turn off the computer. Like all of those things, that would be my second. The third is that this normally wouldn't be a thing, but it's coming up for some reason. My mom used to say that, like, don't worry so much about your projection of yourself, that people look at you like through like a foggy lens. So when it comes to time for like getting ready, let's take today, for example, I took that call over curling my hair, doing my face changing my clothes, (laughs) getting all set up. I didn't do any of that because this call was like life and death for me. And I know that nobody cares. 
So how silly would it be if I didn't take the call? How silly would it be if I stressed over all this when I know that the content is the content and that wasn't going to change because it's coming from here? It sounds like a silly thing, but if you add up all the time that maybe you don't run out the door and get to the place on time, maybe you decide to not go because it's too much effort for having to do all this. And just as women, I would say that watch that because people would rather have you than have you perfect. Ooh, people would rather have you than have you perfect. That is so powerful because the truth is like, I didn't know your morning until you described your morning. All I know is your energy. All I know is what you're saying. That's all that I can feel. And I guarantee every listener is the same. It's like, oh, what if she canceled? Because she's like, oh, I I don't have time to get ready. Or what if you cancel the event because you wish you were 20 pounds less or you wish that you had the right dress or you just don't show up in your full expression because you're hiding Mm -hmm. because you just feel like you have to look a certain way. Or you just don't feel like it. I mean, how many times do we not feel like it? There was a lesson a long time ago that I learned because I have the great fortune of going to a lot of events and being invited to, you know, things, whether I'm speaking or whatever it is. And sometimes I catch myself in, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know, you know, the weather, the whatever, the this, the that, you know, can I make it on time? Then I have to really like bust and, you know, move a bunch of things around or whatever. Sometimes it's just easier to not do, but (laughs) I promise you in my ages of doing all of this, that there's always a gift for you when you go. There's always some nugget that's for you that you'll miss if you don't go. There's something there. And it's like now I get to where I get excited to see what that is. Like, oh, I really don't want to go. They probably don't really care if I go. I bet you that I'm just like one of like 200 people there. It won't really matter if I just like sit this one out. And then I think, oh, don't do it because there's something amazing there if you decide to put the effort in every single time. And it'll be, it'll run the span. Like I couldn't even say like, you know, it doesn't have any rhyme or reason to it. It's just something I think, ah, that was it. The person that you met or an exchange that you had or something there that day or night is for you. And it's like a little present. Like, here you go. This is what you get. You put it in the effort. I watched Nyad last night. Have you seen it? No. Netflix. It's about Diane Nyad, the swimmer, the female swimmer who at 63 or 64 years old, she swam from Cuba to the Florida Keys. Oh, cool. Never been done before. And it was done in 2013. So it wasn't that long ago. But anyway, the movie, the film just came out. Film's new. The swim was 10 years ago. And it was amazing. So I thought, come on now, <laughs> she can do that. You can do this and that and the other, you know, <laughs> it's really encouraging yeah, when you watch it. Again, another female athlete, you know, based kind of on our, our little theme that we've created here today about athleticism. So when you're in doubt and you watch that movie, or do I have the energy? Do I have the, you know, wherewithal to make it and to do it? Just remember that film. It's really worth watching. Wow. Yeah. So good. You know, is that something that I'm going to really be present to during these holidays is I kind of grew up in a lineage of women that wanted the perfect meal on the table, wanted the house to not have one dust, one crumb on the floor, and everything had to be perfect to the point where I'd watch women not be very present to the guests that are there because they wanted everything to be perfect and the people to be served, which like going to your point, 
was because that's what they felt was a good way to serve. And I feel that people want me. They want me over any food I could serve, any drink, any cheese board, because I like a good charcuterie board. (laughs) And just be present in the messiness, in the imperfection, and just see what gift and nugget comes from that. Right. So that's my quest this holiday season. And as we close out, I want everyone to be thinking about what's one thing they can do to soften, to let people be and know that they're doing the best they can with what they've been given. And I want to hear from you, Kim, before we close out, what's one thing you're going to step into during this holiday season that you think will be an expander for you? I think I'll say yes more. Around the holidays, I tend to kind of be a little bit, I have the tendency to get precious with like time and, oh, you know, I think I'm just maybe going to say yes to everything. (laughs) I'm just feeling like, because... if you want to invite Kim somewhere, this is your time. (laughs) You're going to say yes. I'm available for holiday fun. (laughs) I just, I think I'm going to say yes. I think that's going to be my thing now. Because who cares? Like, just run, right? Run and do it. And again, you know, at the end of our life, I would imagine that our, our feeling is not what we did do, but more what we didn't and I think that that really like fits in nice with the holiday <laughs> you just wow I love that well now I have another question I wasn't even planning this do you typically take on a word because you're into linguistics so do yeah. you take on a word for the year do you like have one word that you're like ooh, that word's gonna obviously it's hard to have one word but one word to kind of sum up what you're stepping into for the year for do you ever do year. that no but the year that's like a long time I do do wordle every day <laughs> you know oh, okay <laughs> so I have the word. So I was so mad yesterday. It was it was uh, flare was the word. And sorry if I messed it up for anybody. Well, because this is going to play later. But yeah, so flare and I wrote flake. It's just isn't that funny how my brain was like, wow, flare hey. flake. Yeah. So my wordle word, because a lot of times, you know, it's words that I don't necessarily know. I do that for the day, but no, I don't have, I don't have that. Now I do do my resolutions though. This is important. Okay. So the, I do the emotional, I do the financial, the spiritual, all of that societal, social, everything. And I really try to like really hit those marks. And I feel like I do most years because it's on my so you like look at all those different areas and write out what you're stepping into in those particular areas no I write out how lame I am at whichever one it is I'm on <laughs> like I'll say okay my I missed it it's let's say financial I'd say okay so I need to get better at xyz like that's bad for me so I take what's what I'm not great at and I put that down that this is what I'm going to do I'm going to do this with that, right? Socializing. I hadn't really grasped like ladies around like my close proximity. So the streets, you know, around me, the neighbors, that kind of thing. So that was last year. So I did very, very good. (laughs) I'm going to say yes to a lot of Christmas parties. But I wanted to get, because there's something, you know, there's that interior village. Now in my book, I have a whole thing of your inner circle, your mid circle and your exterior circle. And that I need to work on my inner circle. And so you're saying yes to them. 
and saying yes to them because yes. I'm nurturing those relationships and it's worked. So if you just look at what you, you know, aren't amazing at, and then you phrase it in such a way that this year I will do X, Y, Z is, you know, it's not pie in the sky because it's super practical. So it's something, totally. you know, tiny little masticated bites of yummies that you can, you know, really accomplish. Who wants to set some lofty goal when all I want to do is meet my neighbors? <laughs> yeah, no, this actually ties in with exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about on December 21st around the winter solstice and something that I do every year on the winter solstice, which is a little bit around this concept. So it's a perfect tie-in to this okay. full-on episode on the 21st of December, winter solstice time. But Oh, Kim, you are one fun person. So I love that fun was your second advice because you seem really fun. You seem like you would be someone we'd want to invite to a party. Well, it's funny. <laughs> one, of my, one of my neighbor friends, her son's girlfriend, walked up to me at an, at an event and she said, oh my gosh, are you the fun neighbor I keep hearing about? And I said, I am so the fun neighbor that you keep hearing about. I said, yes, that's me. Because that was one of my things. That was one of my um, goals for the year. And so see how it manifested. I was so happy. I said, yes, I did. Because like little things, like when we walk around the block, we don't necessarily want to walk around the block. It's three miles and, you know, it's whatever. So I'll take a coconut. I pop the top off of one of the baby chai coconuts, you know, the white ones. And I'll stick some straws and I grab a couple of roses from my garden. I snip it and we walk the block with our little coconut milk. Oh, so fun. Yeah. So like you can, I'm just trying to have some fun. fun. Spice it up. Spice it up. Uh, Kim, thank you so much for this wisdom. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a joy to be with you. And I'll put all of her information, you guys, in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on the Manifestable podcast. I appreciate you. It was so great to have Kim today with us. And I imagine you received some really profound nuggets. And as you guys know, today is December 12th and tomorrow is my birthday, December 13th. And I want to make sure I am doing and giving you guys something because my love language, I've took the five love language test and my love language is gifts. So I might as well give out a gift. So I am giving away $500 gift card, $500. This could be really impactful for those of you who might need to buy some gifts or you need to make a bill or you had an unexpected payment come up. My gift to you, all of the information is going to be below and who won and how all this works. So I have to be looking in the show notes. But I also just want to say that next episode, which is December 14th, so we're doing a whole episode on the power of sleep. And I am going to leave you with the best, most juiciest for free sleep meditation that I have given only to my high level retreat members that pay $16,000 to join me in Costa Rica. I'm going to give it to you on the podcast. The sleep meditation puts you into deeper sleep. It helps you heal during your sleep, rewire your subconscious mind in your sleep. And we're doing that on the next episode. So I hope to see you on December 14th for the next episode. And it's been so fun to hang with you, to gather with you during the holidays. I love you guys so much.